0: Welcome everybody. Welcome to the special edition of Live 270 brought to you by Brownsville Tech Live. And in the house tonight, we've got Jesus Rami Martinez. He is running for Cameron County Tax Assessor Collector. Mr. Martinez, welcome to our show.
1: Daniel, thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for giving me the opportunity to introduce myself and uh, hopefully, answer some questions for the public. Uh, let's get started.
0: All righty. Well, to be honest with you, this is the first time I've ever interviewed somebody running for uh, county tax assessor collector. <laughs> it's usually not one of those uh, positions that is uh, hotly. Uh, it's not a very uh, what you, what you might call it. It's it's not as hot some of the other ones that. Uh, get exciting at times. So, you know, people don't like taxes and they don't like fees and stuff like that. But, uh, it's an important function of government, right? Not only at the city level and at the county level, but even at the federal level, you know, taxes and fees actually fund some of our basic services. And, uh, you know, there definitely is, uh, an important role there, uh, that, uh, you have chosen to, uh, vie for. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where, you, uh, where you're where you from, what you've done, and uh, what made you decide to run for this position? So if you could kind of tell us a little bit yeah, about Yeah, of
1: course. Of course, of uh, course. Again, my name is Jesus Rami Martinez. Uh, Rami is uh, just uh, short for Ramiro. That's my middle name, Ramiro. Uh, but most of my family members, they call me Rami, so I, I go by Rami. Um, I was, uh, basically I I've lived my whole life. I can say about 37 plus years in Cameron County. So I am a resident of the County. Uh, I was raised in the Salmos area in a small subdivision, uh, called Las Ventanas. Okay. Right there by, by Salmos Elementary. Okay, Um, I'm the oldest of four siblings. Uh, I have two brothers and a sister. Uh, we all went basically to the same schools, if I'm not mistaken: Salmo's Elementary, Vestero Middle School, and graduated from Lopez High School. Oh wow! Um, yeah, uh, like I said, I'm from the Salmo's area. My mom, uh, she's from San Luis Potosi, Mexico. Uh, my main my main language is Spanish. Uh, I probably have an accent speaking in English, but uh, uh, in Spanish, I can I I would like to say I speak better Spanish than English. Um, What else can I tell you about myself? Uh, I'm married, uh, happily married, being married for almost 18 years. Uh, It'll be my 18th anniversary here coming up in June, at the beginning of June. Uh, My wife, well, she's the the back and bone of uh, everything that I do. She's my strongest supporter. Uh, Together we have two kids, uh, uh, Fernanda and Miranda. One is 14 and the other one is nine years old. I am a family man uh, like I said uh, right now being married for eighteen years not not a, not everybody can say, oh, I've been married for eighteen years especially <laughs> not at my age uh, and uh, uh, what have I done I'm, see'm I'm, I'm not a very uh, when it comes to social media, I don't share many of my things if uh, if you've known me prior to this you would probably find almost nothing on my social media i, I tend to keep quiet <laughs> uh it's it uh, i tend not to be the center of attention right i don't like it uh, uh i'm i'm shy about it uh but in this case well I'm, i mean i have to come out right but uh yeah so uh uh, I've done, I've done some events. Like, uh, we did the border cleanup, but, uh, I think a few months ago where we picked up, I'm going to say like, uh, 11 tons of garbage from the border. Was that uh, the one that, where
0: Constable Esquivel was involved as well?
1: That's correct. Okay. That one. I, I, I was grateful enough to be part of that. Um, uh, very, very dirty. I got to see some things that, uh, many people many of our constituents don't even know about and it's right here in the back of, in, in our backyard of uh, I've, uh, I've done toy drives uh, see l- like I mentioned earlier I I tend to keep quiet uh, now that I'm running for public office I even forget to take pictures and and post them because I, I, I'm not used to it right um, so uh, that's what I've done, uh, and what uh, the main question I'm, and I'm thinking that everybody's uh, wanting to know why I decided to run. Uh, if you believe in a purpose, I think, uh, I got called to mine. Um, I I am, I am religious. I am Catholic. And, uh, the the way this works and, and, and this is gonna be my best explanation I was preparing for something I had a vision I had a goal uh and and believe me it wasn't this uh uh my my main target was something else I was I was targeting a position I I was preparing myself for it and uh all of a sudden things changed it, it wasn't my doing I know it was it was him um Basically, you just get that feeling. Uh, you start either dreaming it or you get thoughts. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Law of Attraction, but uh, I read it on a book by Napoleon Hill. If, uh, if you ever have a chance, he, he, he writes pretty good books. Uh, so basically what it is, is uh, whatever thoughts come to you, either on a dream or, or just a, 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 like an idea, you're you automatically go into the subconscious of attracting similar things and just like that you start meeting the correct people and you start hearing more about it and and it was something that uh, a year back i wouldn't be saying this because uh, like i said this wasn't my intention but uh you just Get it, and you have to go with it. It's. I don't think there's anything left to a chance or random. Right. I think whatever happens happens for a reason, and and I think this is mine. I was I was on another path, and uh, things led towards some, some things led to another, and here I am now.
0: Well, that's great. One of the things I wanted to mention out to the viewers out there is we do have our comments uh, open, and I see that Ms. Sylvia Martinez has commented, and uh, you know uh, another um, viewer out there, Steph Bronstein, has also placed a comment there for you as well. So anybody who would like to have a question addressed or make a comment, uh, you're free to do so. Obviously, uh, you know, if you're a troll out there that makes not a nice comment, I will definitely remove the comment. So I just (laughs) wanted to warn those trolls out there about that. So one of the things uh, that I um, researched about you is that you're also a businessman. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. Uh, I, uh, well, along with my dad and my brother, we have uh, a... an oil it's a it's an oil and gas service company okay it's based off of midland we do mainly all the work is mainly done in midland but we do occasionally go to uh, well all of our job is requires for us to uh do it on site okay so most of the work or the workload comes from midland odessa area but we do uh a work here in south texas east texas and uh We've done work in New Mexico, so okay. yeah, that's that's correct.
0: Right, and you've uh, y- your position with your company right now. You're actually the CFO. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Okay. Yes.
0: So you 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 come from an accounting financial background, which is a plus for the position that you're vying for.
1: Yeah, it's a plus. And and going back to that question, why am I? I mean, why this? Why not? Another position, like you said, this is not a hot position, not not one that many people are willing to throw their names out there for. Uh, uh, this is what, what, like I said, this is the path that I took. This is what I know how to do. So uh, it wouldn't make sense to go run for something else when there's something that I can afford to the public.
0: Well, definitely, you know, your your CFO and financial uh, background definitely, I believe, is a plus uh, when it comes to this position. I mean, how many times do you have people running for office and they don't really have qualifications per se, you know? Uh, so That's correct. Uh, so, you know, you end up with, you know, mediocre leadership at times, you know? And so it's definitely important that, you know, if you're running for a position that you know you know, somewhat what you're talking about. Right. So can you kind of briefly uh, tell us what is the role of a county tax assessor collector? I mean, most people, you know, right off the bat say, well, that's the place you go get the license plates and you go pay your taxes. But I think there's a lot more than that, uh, that this actual office does. So can you kind of give us a little bit of a, some insight into that for those that may not know?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, so basically the uh, Cameron County tax assessor collector or any tax assessor collector, they uh, it's, it's on the name. They collect taxes. They collect for the county and they collect for all taxing entities. Uh, all taxing entities, they have a budget or they have to set a budget for their upcoming fiscal year. And uh, they have to come up with a rate. Uh, then from that rate and based on property value set by the appraisal district, uh, the, uh, they come up with a tax amount and the tax office is responsible for collecting and, of course, dispersing that money back to the taxing entities. Uh, they, like you said, they also collect for uh, motor vehicles, so either in, uh, for the inspections Uh, or for renewal of of the license plates and, and, uh, I mean, many other, uh, uh, what's it called, Uh, many other fees that they collect for uh, the county.
0: Right. Yeah, one of the things, I'm going to flip over to another screen here for a second. And uh, we've got our virtual iPad up on the screen right now. And let me click on the county website. And for those of you out there, the county does have a website. It's pretty cool, by the way. And um, if we go over to departments, um, right at the second to the last option is tax assessor-collector. And obviously, that is the current uh, person who right now is the collector. Uh, But uh, basically, um, when it comes to different things, like in the motor vehicle division, you know, there's vehicle registration. Uh, there's title transfers. So if you bought a vehicle, you know, you've got to get your your title transfers. And then there's bonded transfers. And then there's transfers dealing when people buy, you know, vehicles out of state. Uh, you know, and uh, there's also special license plates. You know, for people out there that, you know, have a disability. You know, they can get their, I believe. That's where they get their license plate or their little placard, you know, to hang up on the, what do they call it? The rear view? On the,
1: uh, yeah, on the rear, rear view mirror.
0: Right. And if you're in the military, if you're a veteran, you can pick up your license plates there with your uh, veteran designation. And, uh, you know, you can also uh, add or remove liens on a vehicle as well. So, um uh, it's kind of cool you know what uh what some of the things uh, with regards to motor vehicles are and then of course as you mentioned you know there's property taxes you know uh, there's options to pay property taxes online and by mail um obviously if you're 65 i think there's like an exemption of some sort um and so well those
1: if... exemptions come from uh, the appraisal district but yes uh uh, and and I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, here in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things I think a lot of people get confused is is you know uh, who is responsible for the actual appraisal or deciding, you know, what the value is of your property. A lot of people believe that it's the county, but in essence, it's it's a special. It, it's a
1: cat. The Cameron Central Appraisal District. Yeah.
0: And they're not really tied to the county, right?
1: No, they're not tied. But, uh, I mean, they're not really affiliated, but they work very close together. Okay. Uh, and and honestly, I think uh, all taxing entities work very close together with, with the CAT.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, because I know that earlier this year, there's there was a lot of people doing – all kinds of appeals because the property taxes were somewhat high. I didn't realize, and of course, my property taxes are included in my mortgage, so i i don't, I don't ever have a need to go down there to pay my taxes because I'm paying mine through my mortgage. But i I know that in the past, you know, my my mom and my aunts and people who already owe, owed owned their homes outright. You know, they didn't owe anything on them. They would always. Get a bill in October, and then they were trying to. I think they had up to like January to pay it, but and of course they were most of them were always scrambling, right? Because I como pagar las taxas, they're due, you know, they're due in January and blah 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 blah.
1: you, you get a you get a three percent discount if you pay them on October, and then a yes. two if you pay them in November, and then one if you pay them in December, and of right. course they, they're due in January.
0: Yeah. Now I didn't I didn't realize, like I said, based on. Uh, the past with some of my siblings is that there's actually installments. uh, I guess you can pay it up to four installments throughout the year from January till July 31st. I don't know if people are aware of that, you know?
1: Yeah, you can do that. As long as you go and talk to someone in the tax office, uh, they should be able to work with you.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things um, that I wanted to ask you is – We've already talked about your qualifications. You come from a, an accounting and financial background. So, uh, you know, you're pretty solid there. So, one of well, the things... uh,
1: I, I do have I do have a, a bachelor's in in applied arts and science focusing in uh, business administration. OK, uh, most of my family own business from my that side of the family. Yeah. Uh, and I recently got uh, a master's in public affairs. I graduated, uh, with a PI Alpha Alpha honors in public administration, public policy and public affairs program. And in addition to that, I did get, uh, I took a 14 month course and got certified as a public manager through the state of Texas. Ah,
0: all right. So you definitely have had some public administrative training, uh, which is ideal. Yes,
1: well, in addition to that, and I can go back to uh, uh, the appraisal district, I used to work for the appraisal district. I have oh. six years of experience in the appraisal district. I was a department manager for three different departments during yeah. those six years where I got to learn a, a, a whole great a deal. And, and like I was telling you, we don't work together with a tax office uh, or we're not affiliated with a tax office but we do work very close together with them. Okay. Or I used to, I'm, I'm referring to me as I am working there. I'm not, I'm no longer working for the appraisal district.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about what you think some of the biggest issues right now are with the uh, current tax assessor collector office. What are some of the big issues that you see? I mean, I can tell you that going down there, it's always packed, <laughs> It's always bad. Well, you got to stand in line, but beyond that, like I said, I I, I don't have all the details of what all the uh, issues are. Uh, I
1: I think one of the major issues here, and, and I'm not saying just on the tax office. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna speak in general. We tend to have that's down here in the valley, and and I, I'm gonna say everywhere, but uh, mainly here in the valley, we have uh, a lot of compadrismo. <laughs> and I think that's affecting everyone because you don't put the right people in the right, in the right positions you basically put it depends on who uh who you know to get a, a to get a position and it shouldn't be that way right we're closing or shutting down doors on many people that are qualified to take on certain roles and and they're having to leave uh bronzeville they're having to leave the county to go out there and work for someone else because there's no jobs here, because someone else that probably is not qualified to take on that role is already sitting in that seat.
0: Right. Well, that's one of the things that I know that the current administration in place uh, ran into, and I don't remember all the reasons, but I know that you know there was some. Uh, ethical issues a few years back. In fact, you know, the current administrator, I think, almost went to jail because of, and I can't remember what the issue was, but, you know, what will you do to improve or bring a certain level of ethics to this office, uh, you know, and to, you know, avoid the kind of conflict of interests that we've seen in the past?
1: Uh, I'm not really sure if the tax office it's outsourcing its HR department, but I think it's it would be like a great starting point. Uh, I I don't believe that HR should never be under the same administration as the, as the office, right? Uh, just for that to avoid conflict of interest. Uh, th- if you want to uh, actually push on on transparency, which is uh, which is another issue, uh, you, you need to start off with with the right people in the right departments and and outsour- outsourcing HR. I think it's 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 a great place to start.
0: Right. Right. I mean, there's definitely, be, and this is just not the this particular department, but as you are well aware of. You know, a few years back, you know, there was people being paid to uh, take the civil service exam uh, uh, from the county uh, in place of some of other people that were applying. So the people where they're applying were getting their test done by somebody else. You know, uh, there was a big brouhaha when it came to that a few years back. And by the way, I really don't even understand much of why anybody would have done that because I've taken that exam personally myself and I feel anybody could really pass it with their eyes closed you know you don't even have to try i think <laughs> in most cases you know uh, but uh, that's just me you know i don't know but uh definitely transparency is something that i believe that this office in particular has lacked Oh, you know,
1: active presence, active presence, it's a it's it's another big one. I mean, as as a leader of that office, uh, you should be present for almost uh, everything that goes on, correct? Um, be on site, and and I'm not sure how many offices there are, but I think there's about nine, if I'm not mistaken, eight, nine. And uh, active presence, it's if you want to stop all of this corruption. You need to be present. Right. Right. Uh, there's, there's a saying in Spanish that goes, el que tenga tienda, que la tienda. And, and, and that's precisely what it is. You need yeah. to be present.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've been in management before and, you know, you have to be present wherever your staff is at. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily just be corruption, but just in general, you know, employees sometimes will tend to slack you know, at times. And if you're not there watching, you know, a lot of things can go wrong. One of the yeah, things yeah, it's that I,
1: taxpayers money. Yeah,
0: it definitely it, is taxpayers 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 money, money that's
1: that's slipping away.
0: And that's one of the things I wanted to touch on a little bit, as you mentioned that, you know, there's are multiple offices around the county. Now, I don't know if down on Southmost, I remember years ago, down on Southmost, uh, the actual uh, there was an office there in that Brownsville police office that's there in front of the HUB. And I kid you not, I remember going down there to renew my license and the line was like a mile long. They only had one girl and I kid you not, she was on her cell phone, okay, talking on a personal call and the, 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 the line was a mile long. People couldn't get their stuff done. And then add insult to injury. When you got to the point where you talked to her, she had an attitude. She literally shut the window and said, it's my lunchtime. Got to go. You got to come back after one. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I've been here for an hour. You've been on your cell phone and you just shut the window on me. Just like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's another thing. Uh, customer service. It's, it's, it's a big thing. Customer service uh, what we need to understand is that as a public servant, we are getting paid by our taxpayers, by our constituents. And uh, it's just a slap in the face when you, like you said, you come in, there's a big line, there's one person, and that person is on their cell phone. You need to, it's, it all comes back to qualifications. Are you putting right. the right person on the right spot? Right. Uh, uh, is that person trained? Uh, is does, does that person receive a constant uh, reminder that she works for the public? Yeah. Because that's that's one of the things. Uh, whenever you're interviewing, for, let's say you, I mean, as as owner of your own business, you interview. You want to put the right person on the right spot. So it's right. the same thing with with our elected officials. You need to go out and vote for the right person. And so that that person can actually do their their job and and get the qualified personnel on the spot.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah, I could tell you firsthand that that happened. Now, I think that office or that branch closed. And to be honest with you, because I don't want to deal with having to go downtown and putting up with the lines and the people, I found this place here on 802. I think it's called Gateway. And that's where I get my license renewal because it's easy, it's convenient, and I don't have to deal with everybody else and the bad attitudes. And that's something I think that the current administration uh, has lacked to improve is the customer service function.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, So what kind of improvements do you want to bring to the department uh, should you get elected? What are some of the things that you want to improve overall?
1: Um, I come from the understanding that knowledge is power. And uh, what what I tend or what I want to improve, and, and I want to do that right away, is uh, set up some workshops, not only for, for uh, the employees, the county employees, but also for our constituents. I think that we can save up a lot of time when, whenever uh, you go out to, to one of these offices and you know exactly what you want to ask. Because, uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure it has happened to many of, of uh, the viewers out there. They go to the office, they get a number, they sit down and wait for 45 minutes, one hour. And then once they, they've been called, they tell them, you know what, this is the wrong office. You're in the wrong office. You need to go to another one. Oh, gosh. Because, because the public doesn't know exactly what they want to ask. So right. we, need, we, we need to inform our taxpayers. That way, whenever they go to a public office, they're also prepared. That will agilize the lines and make them go quicker. You yeah. don't have to sit down and try to explain what is it that, that you want if you already know what you want. Right. So, uh, yeah, workshops, that's, that's definitely uh, uh, one of them. Uh, that, in consequence, would improve the customer service. Uh, another thing that I, that I, I really think it, uh, it's probably not happened to you because you say you pay your taxes for, through your mortgage, but many people, they write their checks to an individual whenever they're going out and paying their taxes. Right. If you haven't gotten your notice, it says pay your your bill to, and it has that name. When I think it shouldn't be, I mean, you're paying your taxes. You're paying them to the tax office. Right. Uh, there's no need for for you to put a name of an individual. Yes, that person is a leader, and that person is the one in charge of the office. But not necessarily who you're paying the taxes to.
0: Right. Yeah, I never understood why that was the case. Because you're you're right; it's it's been like that for like ever, you know, mm-hmm. where you have to say pay to the tax assessor collector's name, and I've never understood that, you know. Uh, but definitely, you're right. It it definitely is something that shouldn't be the case. Not just because you know the last thing you want, and I'm not saying it has happened because. I don't know, right? But you know, people can get the wrong idea. You know, you know that. Yeah, I mean, it's mainly
1: to avoid. Uh, uh, it's to avoid conflict. Right. Uh, right. It, it gives a sense of transparency. I mean, there's like I said, there's no need for that name. Is you pay your taxes, you pay your taxes to the tax office. Right. Just like everything else.
0: Yeah. And, and of course, I know that I saw on the website. Um, you know, where you can, where they can pay online. Now, I don't know if it, like I said, I haven't been to the county tax office, the one by the bank, you know, what used to be the bank at one time. But, you know, I don't even know if there's kiosks. I mean, employing new kinds of technology to kind of speed up those lines, you know, maybe have kiosks where people can go in and key in whatever number they key in and they can, process their payments instead of having to wait online, even dispensing, you know, receipts or, I mean, I not. I wouldn't go so far as dispensing the little sticker, you know, from the, you know, the, the sticker that you put on your windshield, but yeah, I mean, anything is possible, you know, but you know, they do it at the end. Well,
1: you know, even an app, I mean, everything's moving now through apps. I don't think the County has an app. But uh, why not? I mean, every, like I said, everything's moving towards that. Why not create an app? Right. log into your app. You have it on your phone. It's easy. You get information. Uh, make it, make it uh, uh, very easy to navigate. Right. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people that are not tech-savvy, and uh, they will need that support. And that's where uh, these workshops are going to come or in handy.
0: Right. I mean, we've got an entire generation that I call now the click and swipe generation. You know, the TikTok generation. These young kids that, you know, they don't even want to. They don't want even order their. They don't even want to go to the restaurant to order their food. They want to order it online. You know, uh, so, you know, we we've we've got to figure out out a way how to how to deal with some of these younger folks and, you know, what I call the click and swipe generation somehow. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you. It it wasn't a question that I that you and I had spoken about before, about uh, conversing about. But you did mention it, and that's with regards to your your service or your uh, participation in the uh, border cleanup. I know that immigration has been a very hot topic. It is a very hot topic right now. Uh, but can you describe what what you actually did? Uh, a little bit with regards to that cleanup. I know that Constable Esquivel was involved and, and a few others with that cleanup. But uh, I did, I've did. seen pictures. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrifying to see the kind of stuff that's left behind by these people that are passing through.
1: Well, we were stepping on layers and layers and layers of clothes. Uh, when you thought you were almost done, there was another layer and another layer. I mean, 11 tons, that accounts for about 22, 23,000 pounds of garbage. And we found uh, very nasty stuff, stuff that uh, it's, it's hard to watch. Right. Uh, we saw we saw condom wrappers even use condoms there uh, next to little babies' clothes. Uh, just unhumane. Uh, a lot of needles. It, it was just awful, uh, for sure. A, a very eye awakening because n- not a lot of people knew about this. And like I said, this is happening right on our back on our backyard. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I can tell you that you know I really didn't tune into this issue a whole lot. You know, I've been on I've been online. Uh, with these shows for like f- almost four years now. And it was never a topic, to be honest with you, that uh, I had actually addressed. I mean, I've had I've had political leaders on, candidates on, I've had the county judge on, but it wasn't necessarily something that I focused on. I mean, primarily, you know, our shows have been about technology, sports, SpaceX, and so forth. But I, be- I became a little bit more active uh, during the month of December, because I noticed that uh, there was some video taken of uh, migrants that were actually at the airport, and basically they were just sleeping like homeless people in front of the airport, stomping on the landscape that we had paid millions of dollars for, and nobody seemed to say anything until I raised the issue up, and I had, you know, the city officials and the count uh, and the airport officials reach out to me with regards to the issue. So it's, you're right. It's a lot of people aren't aware of that. Me included, guilty as charged, you know? Um, and so it is really troubling that that is happening in our backyard. Obviously, you know, as a county tax assessor collector, it's not something that you're going to deal with as, in, in official capacity, but it it is good to know that you've got somebody who's running that is aware that there's other issues going on, even if it's not in their official capacity to deal with. Uh, Because a lot of people, you know, basically in this area is out of sight and out of mind, you know, when it comes to this issue.
1: Yeah, no, and it is a big issue. I mean, it's within the county. It it has to be something that uh, everybody should be aware of and everybody should be concerned of.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know... You know, obviously, with regards to, you know, improvements in the department, one of the things that we're seeing uh, and we've seen lately is there's tremendous economic growth here in the city of Brownsville, especially with regards to SpaceX. And I'll be honest with you, we are a podcast that covers them 24-7, seven days, 365 days out of the year. Uh, We have a lot of coverage with regards to that, but we know that. You know, we have 2,000 active employees uh, down there. We know that there are more industry coming on board, bringing more people on board. There's a lot of uh, uh, residential construction now happening down at Boca Chica, which means that you're going to have more people show up with regards to property taxes and things like that down there. So it's going to be necessary to obviously improve some of the services, especially for, for some of those that are coming from California and elsewhere to relocate down here. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the last that's going increase that, the
1: taxes, that, the that revenue,
0: defi- that definitely <laughs> is going to increase the revenue. No doubt about that. You know, the property taxes is, you know, especially, you know, and one of the last, Areas that I wanted to talk about. It's not. uh, I know that there's some candidates that are not uh, comfortable talking about this particular uh, topic, but I but I think it's an important topic uh, to ask, and that is how you know you mentioned that you were uh, that you were Catholic, and so I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit about your faith and how that has played a role in your life and how it has helped you personally and professionally
1: well um, like i said i am a catholic I've, I've been a catholic all my life uh i i've been married for 18 years i think that's that's been my platforming in terms of my family uh god first and and he'll he'll provide right uh I want to say that at a professional level, I'm um, I'm doing okay, uh, and it's thanks to all the ideals and, and whatever my my parents prepared me for. Uh, I've been a hard worker all my life, uh, and I know that nothing comes free. You have to work hard for what you for what you accomplish. Uh, but mainly, it's because I, uh, I put God first. So uh, once you do that, everything else fa- falls in place. I'm not going to say I'm wealthy, but, I'm not, but, but I know that uh, I'm doing okay. Health is it's the main thing that God has given us. And as long as you have health, everything else you can do. So either, I'm, it's always up to you. Uh, God gives you the tools. And it's up to you what you're going to do with them.
0: Yep. Well, I will remind the voters and the viewers out there that uh, one of the greatest um, one of the greatest writers of the New Testament was an actual tax collector, and was Jesus's friend, and his name was Matthew. So, even Jesus liked tax collectors and assessors in his day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean you may not think about it, but it's, it's essential. I mean, uh, taxes have to keep coming in order for progression. So, uh, and, and we need to get those, uh, things get taken care of. Right. Right.
0: So any final thoughts in in closing, Mr. Martinez?
1: Um, yes. If, if people leave with something tonight or uh, based on this interview, uh, I would like to just encourage everyone to go out there and vote to to do their research when it comes to selecting a, a candidate for, for any position. I'm not just talking about this one. I'm talking about any position. Uh, do your research. Uh, see what the candidates are offering. Uh, is it going to be the right candidate? Don't go based on a name. Go based on what that person is offering. Uh, people are, are forgetting that they have the power and they just need to enforce it. And the day that people realize that it's more of more of them than the leaders, everything's going to change. And and I have faith that uh, this year more people are becoming aware and more people are going to be get registered to vote and go out there and make their voice count. So uh, again, uh, just make sure that you, you guys go out and vote. The last day to register for primaries is February fifth, and uh, uh, election or primaries and early voting starts on February twentieth. Okay. So, uh, don't just go out there and and vote blindly. Uh, make sure you do your research. That's that's one one thing that I do want to tell all of our public.
0: Yeah, well, that's definitely a good thing that you mentioned, um, you know, the dates with regards to registration and, of course, the, uh, the dates for early voting as well as the election themselves. Um, obviously, the other thing that's important is that when you do get to uh, your voting precinct uh, that you specifically ask for the ballot of the party that you're voting for. So if you're going to plan to vote Republican, then you need to ask for a Republican ballot. And if you plan to vote for the for, for the Democratic side, then you need to ask for uh, a Democratic ballot. Uh, you know, I've seen it many times where people get there and they're handed one. And by the time you know it, they're already at the little booth and they realize they've got the wrong one. And It just becomes a hassle and a concern. So it's really important that, uh, uh, you know, when you go there that you ask for a Republican ballot or a democratic ballot, depending on how you're going to vote. So.
1: Yeah. Thanks for bringing up. And, and yeah, it's very important that you do ask for it because, uh, it's better that you ask for it and not wait for them to just give you whatever they want to give you. Just, uh, ask whatever it is that you're going to vote for, uh, as for the for the ballot for the correct ballot
0: correct correct all righty well mr martinez it was a pleasure and an honor to have you on tonight i hope i wasn't uh, too tough on you i don't think i was <laughs>
1: no, no yeah, not at all but, thank, uh, thank you again daniel for having me uh, i mean it was a pleasure i hopefully I, I did get to answer some of our our constituents questions uh and uh, I do want to remind them that uh, I do have an open policy, whatever it is that they need to ask. Uh, my number is 956 574 1269. And I, you can send me a text, you can call me. If I don't answer right away, I will return the call. If I don't answer the text right away, I will reply. Uh, if you want to see me, if you want to talk to me in person, we can also make that happen. I'm very available. And uh, uh, whatever questions they have, like I said, I do have experience when I used to work for the appraisal district and uh, we work very close with the tax office. So uh, feel free to reach out Uh, again. You all if you see this as if you were your own your your own uh, company owner and you are going to hire someone, you want to ask the right questions to do the hiring, the hiring process. Right. So and that's what I'm suggesting that you all do that.
0: Well, I can tell you that I can tell everyone out there is that I can vouch for you when it says to when it comes to accessibility. You're one of the few candidates that I didn't have to uh, pester many times to uh, invite on the show. I wish every candidate was like you that replied back to their text messages when I sent them. So I definitely appreciate your responsiveness, and you've definitely proven that, uh, you know, when you're duly elected that uh, you'll keep on doing what you're doing because I think that's important for the viewers and the voters out there to know that, you know, when when you elect somebody, you expect they work for you and you expect them to be accessible, regardless of whether the questions are easy or not. So...
1: That's correct and and sometimes your your candidates are not gonna have the answers to everything, right. but they can definitely get it for you and absolutely and that is the role that that we are deciding to take so ask
0: yep righty, everybody well, that was it for today uh for this special edition of live two seventy. Uh, Tomorrow, we will have uh, live coverage of the Axiom 3 crew uh, launch to the International Space Station. That is going to happen at 1 p.m. tomorrow. So if you all want to tune into that, that'll be great. It's going to be the first all-European crew that will be uh, traveling to the International Space Station on a SpaceX Dragon capsule tomorrow. That's at 1 p.m. And of course, for those uh, those that are following the Spin Zone, which is our NFL football podcast, even though the Cowboys are not in the playoffs, we still have one Texas team out there that is still a contender, and we will have a special edition of the Spin Zone where we will cover the NFL uh, wild card round games that will be this weekend. So once again, stay tuned for that. Go Texans! And uh, Hopefully, we'll have at least one Texas team in the Super Bowl this year. That's my hope.
1: <laughs> that's hard. I think that's every Texan uh, hope.
0: Right. So, all righty, everybody. Well, that was it for Live 270. We appreciate Mr. Uh, Martinez for being on the show. And once again, Mr. Martinez, you are welcome to come back at any time, whether it's before the primary or even after the primary if 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 you want to come on and it doesn't have to be necessarily about politics you're always invited to come on board
1: thank you daniel thanks for having me and thank you uh, all the public
0: have a great evening and we'll see you soon
1: thanks